Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of It's the Kid Michael Show. I'm your host, Kid Michael, and I'm joined again by my co-host as always, George Pacheco. George. Hi. Uh, president's still alive, huh? Uh, I hope people aren't expecting it to uh, both A, actually kill him, or B, kill him this quickly. What, what do you mean take by a that? While. Um, the, the timeline of the virus is in weeks, not like days. And uh. he, like... Uh, a lot of people recover, mm-hmm. or seem to be recovering, um, as the virus multiplies in your lungs, and then it like uh, it hospitalizes you, it kicks you on your ass on the last few weeks you have it. Mm-hmm. My family all caught it, and that's what they got. They caught it. They were like sniffly. They thought they were getting better, and then they were bedridden for like uh, a week. Hmm. I. Oh, I I kind of thought that if you had it really bad, it would just you know. No, no. A lot of things tend. A lot of people think it's like a. It's linear, but as um, symptoms like transform into different symptoms, mm-hmm. like um, uh, let's say as the virus deteriorates, your like lung cells and starts like using its like those cells to like uh, multiply itself. So is there a, is there a scenario where sorry to cut you off? Is there a scenario <laughs> where this guy like wins the election and then just dies? Uh, wait. Totally. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> November 3rd is still around around like 20 30 days away. It's 2 weeks. No, it's not fuck off. Really. That's what I read on like fucking Joe Biden's Twitter or something. It's like 2 weeks. Okay, it's th- 3 weeks and 3 days, 4 days I think. Um but by then he would have either fully recovered or he won't die from the virus, he'll die from complications of the virus. Because since the virus uses uh, lung cells to uh, multiply itself, you could then open yourself up to um, a lot of diseases that like aren't from the virus. Like, you know how HIV doesn't kill you? It's uh, what you catch mm-hmm. when uh, HIV destroys your immune system. Mm-hmm. He could die from autoimmune, but if he's not dead within like a week or two, he's not going to die from it. Hmm. And at this point, I don't think you, like, even a leftist doesn't want him dead. You want Biden in, and you want to hope that Trump goes to jail. Because that's much more reward. Mm-hmm. I didn't what... say I wanted him dead on the record. I, I, I would oh, not yeah. say that. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it. All right. But he, if he's not dead now, he won't be dead for a while, I think. He's not going to die. Hmm. Um, well... Uh, did you hear that he wants like uh, I heard he wants Rush Limbaugh to, 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 to moderate the next election. Uh, Not election, yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Oh, the debate. debate. Yeah. Do you know uh, Joe Rogan is uh-huh. also up for the next? That debate? would be so fucking funny. I I should really. That'd be the most surreal thing. Like things. This has been a surreal four years. Like I think we've departed from like traditional politics, starting the day Trump started like running and winning. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There was no going back after that, and this would just be the cherry on on the. I I sun. feel like uh, when so Trump at first he like they were saying we're gonna do this next debate digitally, and he was like no fuck that, I want to do it I want to do it in person, just for I don't just because he didn't want to get cut off like it it, it added up. But it feels like he, like, then he added, I want Rush Limbaugh to moderate. And it feels like he's just adding shit. Like, he's like, I want, I want Biden to kiss me on the mouth. 
It's like, I've altered the deal, pray don't alter, I don't alter it any further. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This deal is getting worse every time. It, it's devastating, too, because he's the president. Have you, he's a sitting president. He's the one that needs to... They need him. You ever watch Robot Chicken? Yeah, a lot. Do you, have you seen the, the skit with Lando in that scene? Yeah, where they keep... Where uh, he's like, now you will wear these clown shoes. And he's like, this wasn't part of our arrangement. I have altered the deal. <laughs> it's like that. That's exactly yeah. what Trump is doing. Well, uh, to an extent, it, it is. Um, that plexiglass during the... Uh, we're not even talking about the vice presidential debate. But that plexiglass during the vice presidential debate was hilarious why I remember telling it. I remember telling my friends that it, it was for Kamala Harris's protection from him like he, he saw like uh, uh, Mike Pence is such like a dangerous uh, figure that's like the protector you know kind of like the that glass at the zoo from the gorilla oh like you're saying he was gonna lash like he was yeah, gonna jump like, at her yeah is that would that would that have worked against COVID if he had it the the, the plexiglass uh yeah it like it stopped it's, it, it's such a weird thing like um there's no like one stop solution. There's only things that would minimize. Um, it has to do with incubation period. It has to do with like uh, how long it could spend in the air. In it doesn't actually like float in the air. It floats in the little like floating water molecules that you spit out. Mm-hmm. The spit, like it, it, it's there's only like things that you could decrease chances of. Even masks, masks to an extent. Um, only decrease chance, not completely negate. Like you're not invisible once you. Uh, have those because you can still catch it in the eyes you can still like it can still go up your nose it just has to reach any uh, membrane yeah. to infect you you can get it from like uh, eating ass right um, yeah that's exposure to a membrane yeah. to several membranes actually yeah so I've been doing a lot less of that just to be safe uh, thank you Mike yeah you know it's the little things I can do uh, that go a long way um I'm gonna get into movies in a sec, but I saw you doing Inktober. Oh so yeah, that's, that's I, I posted that. I assume you didn't hear about the whole Inktober controversy. I didn't. Yeah, because you're the only one I know who's doing it now. What happened? Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but Inktober isn't like a public thing; it's owned by someone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know. And uh, he uh, release he was releasing a book about how to uh, draw in pen and ink. Uh huh. And. Uh, a guy came out and was like, "Hey, uh, I've seen like the like the book because he has pages available like before you buy it." And he's uh-huh. like, "This is just my book plagiarized." And he showed uh-huh. all the pages and stuff. He's like, "This is all what I said and what I drew." And so now the publishing company is like putting the release on hold. Well, I hope so. Yeah, and now everyone's doing like fucking whatever they want. Tober, like no one's doing Tober this year. So I was like shocked to see. Um, but I guess he just didn't, hadn't heard about it. I just, yeah, I didn't. I always knew that Inktober was, um, from the moment, I, I follow a lot of art channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the, like, um, last year, I saw that there was an October post where you could buy a little box full of merch, right? Yeah. And it was the single most over, somebody who really knows ink. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going into I've heard about mind. this too. This is like his little gift thing. He, he yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the merch, like, that you wear is cool. But the the art supplies you get are garbage, dude. It's some like Michael's like uh, garbage level. Yeah, this guy just seems like like such an asshole. Like I can't, I don't know him obviously, but like, why, who copyrights Inktober? Just let people have it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't I, no one participates in Inktober 
for official Inktober merch. Like, I'm not going to buy an Inktober yeah. shirt. It's about, like, uh, bettering yourself and, yeah. like, either going into it knowing what you're doing already and just trying to get better and, or not knowing a medium that, like, I feel like a, it, it's one of the most overlooked mediums mm-hmm. in contemporary art and improving yourself in that because ink uh, has a lot of practical, cool uses. I think it's one of the more aesthetic arts, especially for, like, this modern, like, punk aesthetic that a lot of people are going for mm-hmm. because it translates so well into um, doing tattoos mm-hmm. and uh, tattoos are cool as fuck so it's like a really underground art style like a lot of people with very little like money have way more access to it than like say oils or watercolors or shit like even pencils because you, you have to buy specific art pencils yeah. to make your drawings actually look good all you need is like a ball, like ballpoint pen, for uh, drawing ink, and mm-hmm. it'll look good, just as good as like uh, the Indian ink felt t- tip uh, liners that I use, you know. Mm-hmm. But fuck that guy, I don't know that. I I'm I'm actually considering taking down the post and just putting it like as day one of me drawing an ink. Yeah, it's just whatever. George Tober. <laughs> <laughs> we can get that trending. I mean, think we have yeah. that, that power. Um. Anyway, I only wrote down... I know I watched two movies. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, I'm not talking about all the movies I watched this week, but the one that I wanted to talk about... Uh, well, first of all, do you have anything? Uh, I... No. Okay. Um, you don't have actually, an... Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I do. What did you do watch? You, do you want to hear about it? I watched... Um, as you know, it's October, and I am, like, the biggest zombie movie fan. Okay. And um, I pride myself of having watched almost every zombie movie, mm-hmm. including the directed DVD crappy ones. Okay, so you've seen all all timelines of the uh, Night of the Living Dead franchise, you'd say? Yes. Mm-hmm. That that one's a layup. That one that one's actually like I, homework. I had to do that. Um, but like I even seen like Escape from Alcatraz and Zombies at Alcatraz, which came out like Escape like, from I, Alcatraz. Why does that sound so familiar? Not Escape from Alcatraz. Um, I think actually it's called Escape from Alcatraz. It's a zombie spinoff with like um. Wasn't that a Danny Trejo? <laughs> when you say that, I think of the fucking Call of Duty thing. That was a zombie movie. Yeah, it was in sci-fi when I was like in. Are you? I'm getting, I'm getting a Clint Eastwood movie. Are you sure you're thinking of the right thing? They, I know you're thinking of the Clint Eastwood movie type of movie um it it was named after that movie so at first i was like wait that's a classic movie and then i think they actually named it after that movie where they're stuck in a prison and the zombies are like coming and shit i can you sure it's like, not mob of the dead it could be that one yeah but either way like i've seen a ton of zombie movies but what movie i haven't seen was pride and prejudice and zombies were we talking about that recently I have no clue. No, we definitely weren't. Who the hell was I talking about? That that's like the guy that did Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it's a you know it's a book, right? Pride and Prejudice. No, and I Zombies. know it's a yeah. book. And after seeing the movie, I kind of want to read the book. You know, is it good? Uh, the lore is really cool. I like the idea of it. The concept the of it in, in a literary context is just like him using like the language of the book and manipulating it to make it sound like it's zombies, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, there are actual zombies. This is a, a zombie book. I know, but I'm saying that's how he creates the stories, that he just, like, edits things they say so slightly that it makes it into a zombie book. I, um, I, at first I thought it was kind of like a way to get teenagers to read classic literature, especially classic feminine literature, which, uh-huh. like, um, a lot of, like, teenage boys don't want to read, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
it it ran it ran off. It made its own thing. It has like its own lore. Really dope lore. Like it it, go, it taps into like colonialism and shit. It is dope. And I want to read the book now because the movie was actually kind of bad. Um, but as far as zombie movies go, uh, it's probably an eight out of ten. Pride, prejudice. Sounds cool. It it, it has such cool like, like uh, London becomes like this fortress city with walls and giant pits and chasms. I see katanas or something like that, like swords. Um, since like it, the situation is so desperate in this universe, um, women can't become just like dainty things to be admired by by uh-huh. uh, the aristocrats. They have to actually go to like either China or Japan to become warriors. So that they could like fight zombies, you know. I was like Hugh Jackman's in this movie, and then I looked at the poster. It says Jack Houston. <laughs> <laughs> that's so close to Hugh Jackman. Um, that's There's cool though. Cool actors in there. It would have been so funny if they got the exact cast of the Pride and Prejudice movie. I would have loved that. Like that would have been Knightley, so funny. Yeah, huh? Kira Knightley. Uh, yeah, that would have been I think an extra sprinkle of ridiculousness on top. Is of the it. did they cast someone who looks like her like or? No, they, I think they just went for their own thing. Okay. I mean, like, I know that her version of the movie is like kind of like the definitive version of the movie, but this is like a novel. Yeah. Like, this is a spin-off. This is like a spin-off of a novel, not like a spin-off of the movie of the novel, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a horror movie this week, but it was literally the most subtle horror movie I've ever seen in my life. That Like, to the point where... I um, looked up the movie I was watching three-fourths of the way through it, and I was like, this is a horror movie? Like, I didn't even realize I was watching a horror movie, but then I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it is. It's called Safe. Uh-huh. Uh, let me pull it up on my computer just so I can get the facts right, because there's multiple movies called Safe. It's 1995, and so this... Um, Who's who's the lady in this movie? I if I have cast. So it stars Julianne Moore, and she plays this woman who's like, uh, she's like a rich housewife. She doesn't do anything. She just stays at home and like decorates furniture and whatnot. And she gets, she starts like feeling sick. Like she can't breathe. She starts coughing and vomiting and all this stuff. And the movie, what makes it a horror movie is that. Oh God, I don't even know how to describe it. The the entire movie, no one, everyone thinks she's crazy, but you as the audience know like something has to be wrong with her because you're seeing the shit that's happening to her. And like that doesn't even sound like a horror movie when you say it out loud. Like oh, it's just a lady who's sick and doesn't know why. But it feels like a horror movie. Uh, I think Wes Craven called it this. Was it Wes Craven? The the scariest movie of 1995. Uh, let me double check that quote. Oh, that's a Wes Craven. He made um, a lot of really good 90s horror, right? He defined 90s horror, mm-hmm. Wes Craven. Yeah, Wes Craven. Oh, this is W Magazine. Wes Craven allegedly hailed, the scary, hailed it the scariest movie of 1995, despite Safe not being a traditional horror film. Yeah, so the it's just it's just creepy, and there's like uh, kind of culty elements to it, because like she, you know, she's attracted to these wellness groups like Goop and shit. Um, it's freaky. I'm looking it up right now, and uh, I'm definitely getting like an aura of like creep. I'm not seeing any of the what what would be creepy though, you know? Because uh, it's screenshots of her. Like, do you see the poster? Yeah, I'm surprised they used that guy in the poster. He's such a small part of the movie, but that's free. That's a freaky poster. That is a freaky poster. 
That is really freaky. Yeah, that's that's this guy in the background who shows up in one, like two scenes, and they. Um, she says to the people she's at a compound for people who feel sick they call it environmental illness people who are just um, sick to the toxins around them Uh, and she sees this guy and he's like tiptoeing and she's like why is that guy tiptoeing and they're like he because he's afraid of everything He's he's afraid to eat he's afraid to breathe he's afraid to blink he's just so afraid of everything and like he that guy looks really freaky in that movie and you only see him from the distance it almost looks like he's wearing a mask. You can't even tell if it's just like a dude. Yeah, I. Um, that looks horrifying, actually. <laughs> like the idea of living like that, like being like um, afflicted like that. Uh huh. Sounds horrifying. Yeah. Anyway, I'd, I'd recommend it if you like want like the most subtle horror movie ever. I I really like subtle horror movies, but like I have to be in the mood for them. I don't always have the patience. You can even find a gif of him walking. <laughs> Because it looks really creepy in motion. Do you know what I mean, by the way? Like, uh, well, a lot of these, like, contemporary, like, really high art, like, horror movies, you gotta just be, like, in the mood for, because they, they will, uh, they will take forever to get to their point, you know? This one doesn't really. It gets, it, it, you, you see why it's freaky pretty fast, I okay, think. That's good. Um... Yeah, just seeing pictures of this guy and remembering what he looked like walk. It wasn't even freaky when I saw it, and now that I'm looking at it again, I'm like, this is really freaky. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, that was a cool movie. Uh, I also, you know, watched some other stuff that I don't really care about talking about. So that's that's our movie segment for this week, I guess. Uh, what time are we doing? We're doing pretty good. Okay. Um, something something crazy happened in class though that I want to talk about we've talked about this one girl a few times on this podcast without naming her who just seems to have kind of controversial opinions in my uh unpopular opinions yeah you know what I'm talking about right that that girl that she yeah so uh this week we had to watch the ending of the movie the jazz singer do you know this movie no, I don't actually. It's credited as being the first movie with a sound, but there's there's some argument to that to that. And basically, the movie's about this Jewish guy who wants oh, to be a Christ. jazz singer. Okay, you already see what's wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me explain before we get to that. The movie's this Jewish guy who wants to be a jazz singer, and his father disowns him, uh, and he's like, "You should be a, a temple singer." I shouldn't have done a voice. I shouldn't have done a voice. Anyway, uh, he tells him he should be a temple singer, and he doesn't do it. He goes to be a jazz singer. And at the end of the movie, his father's too sick to sing at temple, so he has to go back and sing at the temple. And then at the end of the movie, it's like a few weeks later, and it's just him in blackface. And that's like the the final thing of the movie. He's like, look at him. He's finally made it. It's just... It's so... It was hard to watch, uh, but anyway, this girl on top. First of all, we were all texting the screenwriters in our little group, and someone was like, "This girl's totally laughing. I can see her," like during this scene. Um, which you know, whatever knee jerk reaction, I'll whatever. But then we're talking about it, and she raises her hand and she says, "Did it wasn't it like a compliment at the time?" Christ. Yeah. That's not a good hot take. Yeah, it was not. And oh my and my, my teacher was like, "Well, there uh you know who never really thought of it as a compliment was black people." Uh, and like all the black people in the class like started raising their hand. They're like, "I got something to say." And it was like, "Oh my god, this girl's getting destroyed." But she earned it. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you ever say that? I don't know. A lot of people don't want to like 
things were different back then. Like if you used like slurs that like are now slurs, that's just what they were called back then. But people who like look for that and and mention it and bring it up and they're like, oh wait, it was it was okay technically back then, are just so ignorant of like what has changed from then to now. Like obviously, like the, the attitude for it was different then. But that's I don't know. That's uh, that's just very ignorant to say. Yeah, like it, it, I. I don't know, maybe, is she, like, looking for attention? I have no idea. We also caught her, uh, this teacher kept calling on people that weren't her, and we caught her giving him the, giving him the finger. Like, on Zoom. Okay, that's kind of funny, though. It is a little funny, but I can't, I want to see her get caught for that so bad. (laughs) Just to see, like, how that shit would go down. Um, yeah. Every school has one, I guess. I remember I was in a class where, um, this, like she would just laugh no matter what, and this is was like during a World War Two like history. Who's past. she? Uh, just one of like those girls, uh-huh. like those people mm-hmm. in, but in my like uh, class, I guess. Okay. She would just laugh about like um, about like anything, and even when we got over to like the Holocaust section of the uh... class, she would still like laugh and like uh, I think like nobody bagged on her because I think she actually told the professor like oh I have like a thing she's got like the joker disease yeah she's got the, the, the joker disease uh, <laughs> is that I real what like oh no there totally is diseases that make you laugh, laugh uncontrollably wow uh, it's actually also a symptom of uh, I think it's called cobra or something like that it's a symptom of cannibalism what like, um, like, like you get it's a type of prion disease you get from eating human flesh. Are you implying she ate someone? No, I'm just like, I'm just saying like it, it does like it, it it's a symptom to a ton of diseases. Uh huh. Including but not limited to cannibalism. To cannibalism, yeah. Wow. I feel like I would take that disease so much more seriously in conversation if it wasn't part of the Joker movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people actually have a lot. like I remember reading about this. It would be horrible to have that. Yeah. It it is actually really. Oh, you mean the new Joker movie? Yeah. Okay. I was having such a hard. I thought you were talking about like. Because he, did you see the new one? Yeah, I did. I loved it. I didn't see it. You you have to. It's such an like uh, at the time it was such a huge movie, man. At the time it was like last year, man. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. It's just like mm. uh, there was like so many memes about it. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you didn't watch it just to understand them. I don't know. I was. I was kind of an. It was one of those movies that it's like everyone's like, you gotta go see Joker. And I was like, oh, I don't gotta do anything. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do that too. You get really stubborn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you haven't seen something. And I hate friends who do that, by the way. Like, that's, that's why. I, that's what, what keeps me away from so many mob movies. You never seen Goodfellas? I've never seen Goodfellas. I never finished The Godfather. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Are you just bored? I, yeah. It's. I didn't like The Godfather. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's okay to watch it. If anything, it's, like... I, I feel like a lot of, like, uh, people get really... Mm-hmm. You should always develop your own opinions on things. I haven't seen Goodfellas. I haven't seen... Is Reservoir Dogs one of those movies? Uh, n- it's not really about well, the mobs. I haven't seen it anyway. Um, I haven't seen The Irishman. The Irishman is actually, I think, one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. I really, I really like... Um, it was Martin Scorsese, right? Yeah, I I love his work. I I couldn't like stomachache. It was just so. I saw on Twitter someone was saying, "Finally watching the Irishman." Uh, the, most of these guys look Italian to me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Also, his his like refusal to hire any actor except the actors he's been working with forever. Yeah, is really ruining his late movies because dude, they're they're like, aging. There was a scene where um, uh, Robert De Niro is beating up a dude, uh-huh. and you could tell like that it's like super fake because Robert De Niro is so brittle and old now. Robert De Niro, from what I've seen in that movie, looks like he's from the Polar Express. Like, because of all the CGI he has on his face to make himself look younger. Oh, yeah. He looks like a motion capture character. Poor guy. He's still, like, beating people up. I know. In the the gangster movies. He should really just hire younger people. Like, I don't get... Like, the director can get as old as he wants to. The director can, like, age. So, like, he can make movies till the end. But actors have to retire at certain... Or, like, retire from, like, action shit, you know? Uh Uh-huh. I feel, like... Um, yeah, I remember right when it was either right before or right as Irishman was coming out. Um, uh, you know, there was that whole Marvel movies aren't cinema thing. Yeah. And he was just, it was just for lack of a better word, he was just being a really snobby asshole yeah. that whole time. Even if he is right. Even if he, I, I get the point um, he's making. Yeah. But the, what, what makes it sad is that that movie did not get the acclaim and awards it needed for him to be able to, to talk yeah, like pull that. that off. Yeah, he pulled that whole shit, and then no one cared about the movie. And in, in like yeah, it came out, I remember people were just making like jokes, not about the like they weren't laughing with the movie, they were laughing was, at the movie yeah. for being so fucking long and so fucking like drawn out and like what it's trying to say. Like I, it was like a, a really wordy, like uh, essay that you uh-huh. had to read. It, it was just so. It was like four fucking hours, too. Let me, let me go on Netflix right now. I'm going to look up the runtime. Yeah, I just feel like he's really damaged his, uh, um, his, his, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His public image? Image, yeah. I think people now just think of him as this grumpy asshole who thinks he's really good at making movies. It's, but uh, it's three kinda... and a half hours, by the way. Yeah, that sounds right. Isn't like King Kong, like, three and a half hours? The Peter yeah, Jackson I, one. I'm actually entertained watching King Kong. I couldn't finish King Kong actually. What? what like? But no, it wasn't because it was bad. It was because it was. I was on the. I was on the Skull Island part, and it was really gross. And I was eating, and I was like, I can't do this. Wait, that movie came out in 2008. You haven't tried again in 12 years. No, I, I just haven't gotten to it. I, I actually, I definitely have it, like somewhere in the house, but I've never finished it. It's it's one of my favorite movies. The CGI has aged terribly in that movie. Has it? I actually yeah. thought it's doing... I was just watching a clip from it recently, and I was like, ew, this looks so bad. Um, it, it's People even thought it looked bad at the time, I remember. Be- not not because of the, the 3D models themselves so much, even though I don't think the 3D models look great anymore. But it was more that... Um, I don't know if it was the frame rate or just the way they animated the movement, that it, everything looked like it was slipping. Yeah. No, that's that. That's typical, like uh, Peter Jackson CGI, where everything looks like it's made out of rubber. It was terrible. Uh, is it? What is it like? Weta Works or something? Weta Digital. Weta makes good shit though. They they no, did... they have the coolest concept art. Yeah. The coolest like um thought process. And their their work on CGI. They they've done some of the best miniatures of all time, in terms of like uh, miniature set designs, like the the towers in Lord of the Rings and whatnot. Uh huh. They've done some of the best miniature work of all time. Some of the largest miniatures of all time. Um, their work in Lord of the Rings was really good with like, um, like the big ass elephant things and whatnot, and the the trolls. I don't know. 
I, I feel like Weta, as much as I love them, they are not doing so great now. Like, The Hobbit had such bad CGI. That, too. Wait, if, if you, like, really look at Lord of the Rings, that, that has horrible CGI, too. <laughs> like, the only CGI that has ever dated well is the CGI in, um, like, Jurassic the one Park. that... Jurassic Park. And CGI, you don't really notice. Like, you know they add, like, lampposts yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit to, like, movies and stuff? I, I would that. I would say, though, that... Um... Lord of the Rings CGI didn't feel bad at the time, and Hobbit CGI did. Yeah. No, it's it's because it's basically the same CGI. Yeah. Uh, someone pointed out to me that, like, um, or I was reading somewhere, the frame rate of the Hobbit movies is, like, really weird and smooth for a Yeah, for I, a I film. actually saw that, too, yeah. I, yeah I, Peter Jackson hasn't made a good movie in a while. What was the last movie he made? The Hobbit series. I think. Uh, wasn't it the Mortal Engines? That was also. Oh yeah, it was, and that was also pretty bad. Yeah, Hobbit. I wanted Hobbit to be good so bad. Actually, the last good movie he made. I mean, I feel I feel bad for him. For oh, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. Uh, I saw that on a plane, and I did not expect it to be like as violent as it was for a plane movie. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're on a oh, flight, you don't expect to see too. gore. Really? Yeah. Where are we going? The Philippines. Uh, I was I was uh, coming back from France. Oh fucking la la! No, I, right, that I wasn't that, that wasn't me one upping you. That was just me sharing a no, story. I remember that. I remember that. You did tell me you were going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say I I don't blame him for the Hobbit being bad because he didn't want to make the movie. You know, it was supposed to be uh, Guillermo oh, del Toro. Oh yeah, it was, and Guillermo del Toro is such a much more superior director. I would say though, if you've looked at some of the concept art for Guillermo del Toro's Hobbit, I don't think it looked that great. Like the the way the way uh, Smog looked, I don't like that much. Let me look it up. Cause uh, you're you're definitely wrong. Just look up Guillermo del Toro's Smog. That's fantastic. Are you kidding me? I don't think it looks that great. And in hindsight, because I'm looking at another image on Google, it looks like he reused it in Pacific Rim. Eh. Kinda. That's the point of concept art. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't... I think that, that um, the smog... Like, on paper, the smog that we got looked better than this. Not in motion, because it looked terrible in motion. That looks dope, man. It, well, like, these moves were never going to be just, like... The Hobbit, like no, like Lord of the Rings pre-sequels, until they brought on Peter Jackson. I don't think that's true. I think they were so always supposed to be connected. No, no, they were supposed to be connected. They're the same story. It's just that like the the studio was not going for that. Guillermo del Toro was going to do his own thing with this like um with his brand, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What and is I, this I'm looking at? Guillermo del Toro like rarely makes bad movies too. Like he, he just pumps out hit after hit. Hmm. Like Pan's Labyrinth, like Labyrinth. <laughs> uh, was it? Wait, how's it pronounced? Labyrinth. Labyrinth. My bad. Um, he either makes like award-winning high concept like uh, horror or like sci-fi horror, or he makes the coolest dumb movies in the world. Uh-huh. He makes either Hellboys or Pacific Rims, or he makes The Shape of Waters and Pan's Labyrinth. You know? Uh-huh. There's no in-between. He either makes great 
great like art or he makes the coolest dumb stuff because Pacific Rim is one of the like the movie's a banger dude I love that movie sorry I blanked out what are you what are we talking about <laughs> you're doing a podcast right? I know I'm I was I was reading about this planet of the apes concept art that caught my eye we were talking about the hobbit right I don't need yeah Planet of the Apes concept art Yeah For like the, the prequels It looked really good It was like this alternate concept art Where it's like Apparently the original uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes Had a different ending So that the next one Would have taken place Centuries later And so they, they look like They're wearing costumes and shit uh, What were we talking about? I feel bad <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm looking it up now I'm going in like To your topic You know Planet of the Apes Had no business Being that good God it is so good Those Those uh prequels i am so scared for what disney's gonna do oh do they own the property now yeah and they're totally gonna make new ones they can't help themselves yeah i hope i don't know how do you how do you top that trilogy you're looking at the same one i was with like wearing robes and shit yeah stuff's beautiful Mm -hmm. uh i don't think disney disney's so bad with cgi i haven't seen any good disney cgi the Hulk in um, the first Avengers movie looked really good. He slowly got worse because I guess they had more characters in each Avengers movie. Oh, and they had to. And they had to like lower the quality budget. of the Hulk. Uh, There's this this uh, Coke commercial with the Hulk and Ant Man where the Hulk looks better than he's ever looked in any movie. It's very weird. By the way, that that is some like top commercialism. By the way. I, Holy shit, yeah, he looks amazing in this. He looks so good in that commercial. And it, it looks even better in motion. It's inc- it's incredible that, like, incredible. But it's like, I guess you have, like, uh, a smaller budget for a commercial, but bigger in proportion to how much you have to animate. Yeah, because it is just a commercial. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's a minute. And mm-hmm. Hulk's not even in most of this. It's mostly Ant-Man. Yeah. You're watching it? Yeah, I'm watching it. It's a really good commercial. This was like, uh, in terms of like the, the way everything looks. Do you remember when like Marvel was the biggest thing in pop culture? It still is. Sure it is, buddy. You don't think so? It hasn't been for a while. Since when? Would you say? Since uh, after the last Avengers movie came out. Okay. And um, like people were really hyped for that, but like now it's kind of waned. People are like moving on to other things. I'm not sure what the big thing is in pop culture right now. I actually think politics is a big thing in pop culture mm-hmm. right now, but like it's definitely not like Marvel right now. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I hadn't thought about it. I don't think there is anything big in pop culture right now. I think we're just in a worldwide pandemic and no one knows, you know. The pandemic was also its own thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the pandemic is a big part of pop culture. <laughs> um, speaking of pop culture, remember we were talking a little while back about the Jurassic World ride they were pretending didn't exist? Yeah. Yeah, well, they finally announced it, I guess. It's called the Velocicoaster. I'm glad they made a roller coaster. I don't know that I care for a roller coaster for a movie. It's like, you can't really represent the movie that way. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, but I, I just like roller coasters. I have fun on roller coasters. Mm. Uh, I've been... I, I've, this, this leads into my other note, that I've been looking at a lot of, like... Uh, stuff about theme parks just out of boredom and I, I, I got I started looking at like footage of uh, Tokyo Disneyland 
So I don't know if you know about this, but Tokyo Disneyland is not a Disney park. Like, it's not owned by Disney. Uh, in order to get the Disney brand into Japan as a theme park, the deal they made was that they would sell the rights to making a Disney park to a, to a Japanese company who would then make the park. Uh-huh. But uh, Disney would still profit in the sense that people in Japan would be thinking about Disney more than they had previously. Uh, so anyway, this company that makes Tokyo Disneyland, they go to the other Disney parks and they like ride the rides and they look at the concept art and stuff and they just make it better every time. Uh-huh. Their rides are incredible. It's like every, every then a lot of them are the same rides that we have, but they're just 10 times better. Uh, their Splash Mountain has like a whole segment that ours doesn't have and it just looks cleaner. It's crazy. And they, they do it a lot faster. Japanese efficiency. Something yeah. Else. It's, I, I really, I want to, I, I kind of want to go there except for the fact that like uh, all the rides are in Japanese, which is funny because in, in, in Splash Mountain, all the, the animals have Southern accents. And so they're all speaking Japanese in a Southern accent. I don't even know. I don't even know how to picture what that would sound it was, like. It's kind of weird. Um, like they really don't like tourism in Japan, which is weird because they're one of the they're the tourist tourists. Yeah. No, but they're also like stereotypically like Japanese tourists. You know. Wait, Japanese tourists are supposed to be really great. It's it's. I think yeah. Chinese tourists are. Supposed I know, to be but really but the uh, Japanese tourists. There's that stereotype. The Japanese, you know, they're always a Japanese tourists taking pictures and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's weird that they wouldn't like tourists if they're the world's. <laughs> I think it's because their culture is supposed to be super xenophobic. Yeah, I guess. Isolationist, but like uh, they make some cool shit. They do. It, it's like uh, <laughs> they don't really want to like be involved, but people keep going like, "Hey, what is that? What do you got there?" Cool. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it's like, Stop. look, it's got anime. <laughs> yeah, they were just like desperately trying to hide anime from the world. I think they knew what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a quick break. I want to get some water. We'll listen to some sponsors, and we'll be right back with more. It's the Kid Michael Show, and we're back. Um. I was going to plug our donation thing, but I forgot to pull up the link, so I'm not going to do that. Um, you think Jurassic Park is less sacred than Back to the Future? Yeah, I actually do think that. Well, I think you're, you're wrong. Well, like, I'm, I'm like the biggest Jurassic Park fan I know, and I know that it's not... They made not Jaws a- too. Like, they'll, they'll do it. Any- you think Jaws is sacred? Yeah. Jaws is like low tier. Like, it's like barely in the in the public. Like, nobody fucking watches Jaws anymore, Mike. Nobody's like, oh, man, Jaws was dope. Like, Jaws was cool in the 70s. And then, like, people were like, were like oh, remember back in the 70s when we thought sharks were scary? And that was it. Like, it, it's a really good movie, but it's not like, it's no Jurassic Park. And it's definitely no Back to the Future. I wish, I wish Universal, going back to the theme parks, I wish they still had a, a Back to the Future ride. That's, I always thought it was weird heart. that they, they got rid of that. They have, like, no. they've lost so much of, like, the classic Universal at their theme park. Like There's no Jaws like, ride either. Yeah, no Jaws. They're, they're updating everything Jurassic Park to be, like, um, the new Jurassic movies. World. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish they still had River Raft Adventure as it was. I wish they still had a Back to the Future ride, and they wish they still had a Jaws ride. That was, like, the, those plus E.T. are, like, the four tent poles of Universal. Oh, and the, the Monsters. You know what I, I keep thinking they're trying to make work, but it's not working. What? A fucking mosasaur. As like a. As an any like they're trying to make that into an iconic dinosaur. It's not like really. The, it it, it's it not. shows up once every movie. Yeah, it shows up once. 
And people go like, oh, right, that fucking Mosasaur that somehow has not died. Yeah, also, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, have you have you watched, like, footage of, like, the, the newly uh, Jurassic World-ified ride? Like, yeah, actually, I have. I the, the way they implement the Mosasaur into that ride just makes no sense in, like, the, the story that it's telling. Because, oh, yeah. like, yeah, you know, like, that's like, the kind of ride that, like, tells you a story as you're riding it, and, like, the Mosasaur yeah. just has no place in it. He's just chilling. He's just there. Mm-hmm. And because, like, you don't you don't get to the, the Predators until the end of it. So why are you starting with the Mosasaur? The whole point of the ride is that it eases you into it, and then you're like, oh, shit, now things are dangerous. If you start with yeah. a giant Predator that start, tries to break the glass... The biggest Predator. Yeah, you're ruining that. Also, uh... Just the fact they put the Indominus Rex on the ride is like, if you're going to put something bigger than a T-Rex before the T-Rex shows up, that's like, you're kind of killing it. The Indominus Rex, I, I so tremendously dislike. And I think they that is a total like misunderstanding of what makes Jurassic Park great, what makes it fun. They it, like It's almost ironic that the, um, the plot of the movie was that they didn't find, like nobody found dinosaurs thrilling anymore. Uh-huh. And so they had to make this, like, genetically modified, like, freak thing. Uh, what's funny about that is that um, that's a whole... That's, like, so against the idea about dinosaurs being, like, uh, these, like, thrilling creatures from the past. Mm-hmm. Like, it misses completely the thesis of the movie. But it thinks it's being clever by going, like, oh, this is the thesis of the movie. Remember? Genetic engineering is bad. But the message was way more subtle. Mm-hmm. In the first, like it's supposed to be about like ecologies and um, like the rightful place of extinct animals, about like the order of things, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's kind of like the new movies are like, oh, genetic engineering bad. Only if you make monsters, like dinosaurs are cool. We're just gonna release dinosaurs into the wild. It's the monsters that are bad. Like no shit. It's like uh, it's like such a brain dead move to to go into. It's it's so like uh, simple minded. Yeah, um, I think I I I I dislike the uh, the Indoraptor even more, just because it it's ugly. I don't know. The Indoraptor. It, it, it looks like a cartoon character. It it basically it basically is like um that sec that last movie that came out. Uh, I I dislike Chris Pratt in his role so much. That last movie would have been honestly like quite a bit better without that 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 Indoraptor. Yeah. I, I think it would have been a lot better if Claire Darling... Is that her name? Claire? Is her name Darling? I don't know. Claire That'd D- be a little on the nose for her damsel in distress type character. I think uh, I think I'm remembering like the Team Fortress comics because there's, there's like a bad guy called Darling uh, in it. That's a cool that. name for a bad guy. His name is Charles Darling instead of Charles Darwin. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Um, Anyways, uh, I think she should have just become the main character. Uh, I think Chris Pratt doesn't add anything. I'm I'm pretty bored by his character. Uh, yeah. Oh my well, god! What like, a tone deaf way to write a, a male lead. Right? Remember that that first movie where she's like, "We needed to talk," and he's like, "Do you want to uh, have sex?" Or like, you know, I'm your employer, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> like we're at work. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really bad. Like. It, a lot of people were like, "This kind of fucked up," and then they just went. With, they kept going with it. Like they, they, they like saw Han Solo, and they're like, "What if we get Han Solo with dinosaurs?" What if we took what didn't age well about Han Solo and made it a character? <laughs> and he's like this, like 
kind of like alpha douche type of thing. Uh-huh. Uh And it's just boring. Like, it has no place in, like, a movie that's as intellectual as Jurassic Park. Like, Sam Neill as the lead uh-huh. is a thousand times more likable and... And he's kind of an asshole did in you, all those movies. Did you see the poster for Jurassic World, like the new one? Yeah, the Amber. Like I was uh, looking at that, uh, Dominion, uh, and I, I was looking at that poster, and I was like looking at all the fucking names on the poster, and I was like, man, when was this ever the focus of a Jurassic Park movie? Like, what, the Amber? The star-studded cast. Like, like it's an Avengers movie, oh, like like Spider Man, Iron Man, Captain America. It's like no, it's the dinosaurs. There are a few, like yes, the really, people are important, but like that many people on the on the poster of a Jurassic Park movie. It's because it's the original cast. That that, that has to be a big selling point, and it is to to me at least. I, I don't know. I I see no value in bringing them back. At this yeah, point. me neither. It is just blind uh, nostalgia. I want to see what they do with them though. If they're just gonna do what they did with um uh. What's his name escapes me, but he's Malcolm. X. In, uh, oh my God, not Malcolm X. What the fuck is wrong with me? Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Malcolm. I said name? I literally said Malcolm X. Like, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. They they really threw away Jeff Goldblum's character in the last movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't even understand the context of it. He's supposed to be giving us like a congressional hearing speech. Um. I feel like he should be in jail for what he did for that Lost World movie. Is the Lost World canon? Like, I thought they they said like the 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 two and three oh, aren't fuck canon. You don't get anymore. to choose that. Fuck you. You don't get. They don't get to decide that. They can't even make a good Jurassic Park movie. They don't get to decide what's canon, especially okay. in the last trilogy. They don't get to go into. Steve I guess Wilbur. we'll find out if Laura Dern's character is married to someone else in the next movie. I would like that changed. I'm not going to lie. That is what changing that they didn't end up together. Yeah. They're not even together in the books. Like, uh, he's like white. No, but I mean, like in the in Jurassic Park three, they aren't yeah, together. She has a kid yeah. with someone else. So I'm saying, if that's still true, then we know they're canon. Yeah, but that that would that would actually help me change my mind. But like, you can't. Okay, maybe three. Maybe you could give up three. Maybe you could like drop three. You know? I don't you know. Can't, you can't just drop the Lost World. That's, that movie has John Hammond in it. I would argue like, you shouldn't drop any movie. If you release it to theaters, you're giving a, a message to audiences that, that this is a movie that they should invest money in, and to take it away is a slap in the face, I think. You know what? I don't, I don't take the the last Jurassic Park movie that came out. The the What's it called? The volcano one? Uh, What the fuck was it called? It, it added Jurassic no, World nothing. Fallen Kingdom. You want know, yeah. a better title for that? Escape Jurassic World or something. <laughs> Escape from Jurassic World. You know, I thought they were going to do that. Like, they're going to be on the island. That's, I feel like the whole fucking house, the the whole movie, I mean, it's spent in that stupid mansion. I feel like they could have even, like... Jurassic World is a cool title once. I feel like the next one could have just been Jurassic Park again. Yeah. But then, like, brand recognition. They're obviously doing their own thing. Yeah. Uh, I actually like the idea of calling it Jurassic World because, it like, it... it it's like uh, obviously a reference to like Disney. Uh-huh. They have Disney World, Disneyland. It wasn't called Jurassic Land or whatever. Jurassic Land. <laughs> um, but whatever. But um, Jurassic Flags. Like they didn't spend any time in in the park. Now the park's gone. Like it's kind of melted. Like the whole island's gone now. Yeah. You know, I just realized like the brachiosaurs are extinct again. Um, I. Apparently, if you look at, like, the monitors... Like, I kind of assumed when I watched the, the last movie that all the surviving dinosaurs were the ones that were in that room. 
But apparently, yeah. if you like watch the monitors, like on the security cameras in that scene, there's like several rooms of dying dinosaurs that are like off camera. So that's not all the surviving dinosaurs. I was gonna say that's not even a stable population. Yeah, there's like there's way more dinosaurs anything. than that. Okay, because and one of them, I think, uh, I think two of them are apparently are Brachiosaurus. How the fuck would they fit that? I don't know. Place? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm so confused. I found it's a list definitely. online of someone who was like, "Here are all the dinosaurs that are that have survived the uh, the park," and they, they they said two brachiosaurs. Wait, that alone is not a sustainable population. I hope they know. Uh, that thing's gonna go. <laughs> You'd out have there. some really funky looking brachiosaurs by the third generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if they they wouldn't. Like even if they don't like they find each other, it's like it probably just die from the cold. It's like, like it, the the incestuous brachiosaur. It's like that scene from the first movie where it goes to eat the leaf and then like it, it gets on its hind legs and then just falls on its back <laughs> and it can't get up. <laughs> it can't lift its head. Oh man. Oh my god. Well, dude, those movies were at one point. Like, actually, I love the first three movies, even if the third one's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what world people live in where they think the second one is bad. It has the same level of production value, aesthetics, and, like, awe to it. Mm -hmm. With very likable characters, very cool dynamics, and a cool plot line. Um, the third one's weird, though. The third one's really weird. Like, it felt like the Batman Begins of Jurassic Park movies. The third one? Yeah, it was just like dark. Like everything was way darker. It was Even the dinosaurs were darker. I don't know. It was darker and campier simultaneously. Yeah, that was cool. I guess. Like, like you know the Alan. Yeah, the Alan. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what was a? There was like a. Some sort of like actual scientific thing, or I don't. Maybe it wasn't real, but there was a meme where they were like scientists of. To I think they've discovered about. like what a Velociraptor actually sounded like, and just goes, "Alan." <laughs> I, I was gonna actually bring up that meme. I was gonna like mention it, but I was like, "No, nah, it's too." I love that. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> I've never been so happy someone did something wrong in a movie. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that, that was... what a happy mistake that was! I I loved it. I loved it. But like, they a lot of people were like, "How does he know the Velociraptors look different?" And it was like, "That's that's a good like, point." Um, no, it's just kind of like that's what they always look like. They just started to change, like update. Yeah, I, I, I kind of assumed that in that movie they were like they looked like this the whole time. It's just we're changing the reality a little bit. I love those Velociraptors. Do, do you think that it's, isn't it amazing that the Velociraptors peaked in the third movie and then got worse looking in the fourth movie? Let me look at them again. Uh, just because they, they look stunning. The the effects in Jurassic Park three are some of the best dinosaur effects that I've I don't seen. know that I liked the little hairy feather things that much I, I thought they were neat the times were changing man they just figured out that there was uh, feathers on dinosaurs like at the, like that was a recent discovery at the time that decided to implement into the man, the, quickly. the practical raptors I miss them so much I miss practical rappers raptors so much practical rappers, rappers. <laughs> <laughs> I miss when rappers like had their you know they were in check. They knew, like, they had realistic goals. <laughs> the the Velociraptor CGI in the third movie is, is tremendously better, too. There is a scene where, in Jurassic Park 3, where there is, like, a... a, a, a it's, like, animatronic raptor pants. It's, like, the lower yeah, half of a raptor where about. one of them steps on a guy's spine. 
I was and it looks it. so good. <laughs> what a bummer. Do the Raptors even do the thing with their feet anymore? Or is it just... just, just well, there's only one, so I guess that wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, it, it's the last Raptor in the world. Um, it's sentient, almost. Um, they, like, I get why they wanted to make a Raptor that was like the the face of the, the franchise, but also at the same time, they ruined everything about the Velociraptor's role in Jurassic Park, which is that it's the most horrifying part. <laughs> It's. I think like the the reason that the series is failing is because of an inherent disrespect for the uh, series, for the the material that's based off of. Like there was like, you know how like there's a Simpsons like Bible, uh huh, um, where like if you're becoming an animator and writer, you have to do these specific things. Mm -hmm. Like you can't ever like break from the. Mold. They would. Uh, they would. I know a lot of people who would argue that the, that the Simpsons has the exact same problem that you're describing. Oh, what they just don't disrespect like, they... for the yeah. Well, uh, let's look at it, the early seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Like try to like um, think of that. Uh, there, there's definitely an unwritten Jurassic Park Bible, um, where there's um rules to what you can and can't like uh, do. Like the T Rex has to be the biggest guy. Uh huh. Uh, he has to, he can't be exactly a force of like evil. Well, Spinosaurus. But... Can be. You know, fuck that guy. Um. The T-Rex should have won that. I, I hate that scene. He he was winning it, and then he, he threw it away. I, I feel like it was rigged. <laughs> yes, it was that. rigged. That's just how they wrote it. That's, that's what it is. Back to the, uh, the idea is that, like, um, there's rules to, like, keep the aesthetic and keep the spirit of Jurassic Park alive. And uh, the new series has kind of broke that in every direction. Hmm. Like, it, it, it disregarded it. It didn't keep the same spirit of the series, which is why I think it, it's... um. Well, it didn't fail. It's it's actually really profitable, apparently. But it's why people are like, this doesn't feel like Jurassic Park. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this movie... I want to feel like this movie could turn it around, but just the fact that it's bringing the back the old one. people... It's, just a lot. it's too late. I would rather them the just, end. like, if they're going to do this third one, just do a whole new cast of just, like, people living in that world. I don't want to see any more Chris Pratt. I'm, yeah, I'm so just so do, do a whole new cast. Here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're talking a lot about Jurassic Park right now. Oh, like way too much. Yeah. Um, I got into my first Twitter fight. Did I tell you about that? I think you posted it on Instagram. I did. So let me pull it up because I want to talk about it. Uh, so you may think I am naive for my surprise that this even happened. Um, by the way, if you want to follow me and the show on Twitter, it's at it's Kid Michael. Um, but I guess I was like, it's tweets and replies. It should be under. I was, I I made a post like a political post, and a lot of people told me you made a political post and you didn't think people were going to reply to it. And yeah, I have like what twenty followers on Twitter. Uh, which is I didn't even realize I had that many followers. But still, like, who the fuck cares what I'm saying? I'm posting this not to another thread. I'm posting it on my own. I didn't think anyone was going to find it, but someone did because I guess they were looking for it. Like they, you know, typed in like keywords and shit. Anyway, the tweet was, has it, has there ever been someone in the history of the United States that ever decided that, that decided their vote, uh, after watching a vice presidential debate, which isn't really my funniest tweet, but I think it like, it's not bad. And this, this guy, uh, his name is, should I, should I just put him on blast? No one's going to care, right? I don't I don't know. We're not famous. Actually, 
We're not def- like you don't have to say his name though. All right, story. whatever. We won't we won't say it then. He said you'll be able to find it anyway. It's like, uh, but he was like, uh, it might happen this time, considering that Biden is a dried husk with at least one foot in the grave, and Kamala would govern like a fascist. And I was like, you know, well, I was like, who the fuck are you, and why are you here? And he goes, the truth offends you. This guy, like, the more he talked, like, the weirder. Like, if it, I would, I was almost disappointed with this as my first Twitter fight because it wasn't like fighting. It was like he was replying to things I wasn't saying. Uh-huh. So he says, so I said, who the fuck are you and why are you on my post? And he said, the truth offends you. I don't know what that would be replying to. And I said, bro, I don't know who, I don't know you and you don't follow me. Why are you here? And he said, the simulation willed it. Huh. Uh, and then I said, well, do me a favor and get away from me. Thanks. And he says, you fear reality? Good. Crying emoji. And then I, I actually got the last word in here. I said, do you just have nothing going on in your life? What did you What did you even have to look up to find my post? I have like 23 followers. You got to be doing mad digging to find me. So I was a little happy that I was the last person to talk in that fight. But what a disappointing Twitter fight, right? Yeah, that just sounds so just, lame. Yeah. But did did you come here for validation though? No, I don't know why why I brought it up. I just because I was like surprised that it's taken me so long. I guess either surprised it's taken me so long or just surprised by the way it happened. Has anybody's mind ever been changed like on Twitter? I think. No. no, and I didn't expect to change this guy's mind. My literally what I was like it was just like, dude, shut the fuck up, please shut the fuck up. I just didn't want this guy to like be looking at my account. Like, and you can be like, well, Michael, why don't you just put it on, uh, why don't you just put your account on private? And to that, I would say, first of all, it's kid Michael to you. Um, you can laugh at that, George. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and then the, uh, I just, I don't think you have to, like, I think, like, if I saw someone's account that I disagreed with, even if their account was public, it's like, they're not tweeting to me. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's definitely. I don't know. I don't know. It's such a, a... I'm so glad I, I've been able to stay away. From Twitter? From, uh, Twitter, yeah. Like, I, I want to make an account every once in a while, because that, like, shindig looks crazy. Like, that kind of like the shit flinging going on. Like, uh-huh. Exactly my... But then, like, I, I just see how fucking, like, shitty everybody is. Unanimously shitty. Both sides. One, one side is obviously clearly Nazis, and the other side is just kind of like, healthcare, please. Mm-hmm. But it just looks so fucking, like... I don't know. Like, it really makes me lose hope. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I don't want to go into that and just, like, start fighting with people from, like, random... Like, it, that's not how you, you elicit change. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like a, a hero after that. I just feel like I participated in something stupid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how... But that dude was definitely looking for a fight. You know? Yeah, it was so weird. But... How sad is that? Just like going to someone with 23 followers to find a fight. I don't but, know. But again, I, I wouldn't let it concern you too much. It doesn't. That uh, I just wanted to bring it up because it was like, I guess it does sound like it does concern me. Uh, yeah, but the truth is I literally haven't thought about this until I checked my notes <laughs> again. Uh, I wrote it like right after it happened. Uh, it bothered me in the sense that like I didn't want this guy talking to me, but it wasn't like... 
I don't know. It is definitely weird. But the, we didn't actually even talk about that debate. Did you hear about the fly that landed on his head? I did, yeah. Uh, I made a, a tweet that got quite a few likes, actually. Not really. Uh, I, I tweeted a picture of a fly with a microphone, and the caption was, uh, you guys would not believe the guest we have next week. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> that fly is good. You, you see that tweet where uh, Trump... Trump, it's a fake tweet, but Trump said um, that flies getting deported. <laughs> That's, That's funny. my favorite one. That's my favorite one. Um, I feel like that the Biden campaign t- killed that joke a little bit. With oh, like they're I selling know. fly swatters and shit now. No, they, I definitely don't think they killed it. I I'm actually kind of impressed about how hip that shit was. They got that like overnight, dude, and they sold that overnight. I don't know. Um. But yeah, that's the story of my first Twitter fight. And if you want to fight me on Twitter, you can find, <laughs> you can find me at, at It's Kid Michael. Um, yeah. Don't actually do that. Don't come fight me. I, I, I hope one day if we ever become like a bigger podcast, people don't come back to this episode and they're like, oh shit, all right. Um, anyway. I, I personally hope. I, I think I eventually will have to make a Twitter. I think like um, it's such a big platform that it's inevitable. You think... Especially, it, I will have to. Do you think it like for the show? You think you'll have to, or just in general? Just in general, I like this. Like the show isn't my only uh, project. Uh, yeah. Like I want to do other big cities. Mm-hmm. Like I dream. Of okay. Big okay. City. Every every co-host, this show has you know, <laughs> can't wait to get out of here. Uh, anyway, let's do an article. We finally have an article this week. Uh, and I picked the article this week. Uh, this one doesn't have a funny headline. You just have to read through it to figure out why it's funny. And you may already know this. Um, but I'm going to pull it up now. This article comes to us from Screen Rant. Uh, and the, the title, which is not the funny part, says Rambo 3's deleted ending would have dated horribly. Do you know about this? No, I don't actually. Okay. Let me skip to the part uh, where it... Okay. So I'll skim through this. Rambo 3, generally regarded as the worst Ram- worst in the Rambo series, follows the title character as he heads to Afghanistan to save his friend and mentor, C- Colonel Sam Troutman. Right? So uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Troutman went to Afghanistan to aid the Mujahideen rebels in their fight oh, against no. the Soviet... Oc- you see where this is going, right? Oh, no. Against already... the Soviet occupation. So, skip forward a little more. Uh... The bitter irony here should be any should be obvious to any student of recent history or any veteran of America's most recent foreign wars. After Russia pulled out of Afghanistan in, ni- eight, in 1989, before ultimately dissolving in 1991, the various Mujahideen groups were unable to reach a unified consensus on how to move forward. Afghanistan remained locked in civil war for many years until the United States invaded Afghanistan following an unprecedented events in September 11, 2001. While this sum- summation significantly simplifies the situation, it's a lot of S's. The original ending of Rambo 3 would have featured Rambo joining up with a group, members of whom would ultimately form the Taliban and join forces with Al-Qaeda, the terrorist organization that carried out the 9-11 attacks. So, in summary, um, the Mujahideen, I think I said that right, uh, eventually became the Taliban. And the original yeah. ending for that movie was just Rambo joining the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... <clears throat> okay, quick hot take uh-huh. the the uh the rambo movies were supposed to be like a really big uh like uh they're actually supposed to be a discussion about ptsd mm-hmm. about not being able to come out of, i think that would have been that would have aged uh really good for an anti-war movie 
to have him join Al Qaeda? Not knowing that he's continuing the cycle of violence endlessly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, speaking, of, I'm I'm so glad you brought up the, um, the the PTSD angle of like what the original uh, first blood was supposed to be. Because did you hear uh, Rambo just got confirmed for Mortal Kombat 11? That is so fucking cool. Are you serious? Yeah. And this, I saw a tweet where someone was like, "I remember watching First Blood and seeing their their per, their uh, their raw depiction of PTSD." And trauma and thinking man i want to see this guy fight the ice ninja from mortal kombat <laughs> <laughs> like I, the movie's a lot more intelligent than leads on but yeah. it's pretty dumb it's, it's still- dumb in the sense that like people will always make the argument that, like it's an anti-war movie and it's like well if you have to tell me that then it's not that smart um i i watched like a four hour like video essay about um how uh the, the thesis of it is that seems spielberg thinks that any war movie is anti-war mm-hmm. and and that's like, like the opposite of the truth and yet another director says no matter how anti-war your movie is it's always going to be every war movie is pro-war yeah and it makes the case for both of those arguments and i'm not gonna lie i think steven spielberg is wrong uh yeah i think we talked about this yeah like um you're always gonna make warrior culture look cool if you depict it on media Mm. And that's what we're supposed to be getting away from. So yeah, it's like, oh, look how fucked up his life is. But also, check, look at those fucking biceps, man. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was so funny that they added him to Mortal Kombat, and also the the, the idea that he might have joined the Taliban. Um, so this guy, that's that's a, that's a real that's a real <laughs> uh, his idea. That would have been canon, like his idea. <laughs> Here's what we do: we get we get uh, we get a bunch of <laughs> I don't even know where to go. <laughs> we get on a bunch you... of passenger planes. <laughs> Christ, Mike! <laughs> oh my God, that's a uh, that's pretty fucked up, though. That, yeah, like it really. I actually really think it, sh- it really accentuates the cycle of violence inherent in war, Ac- and that what the whole movie's about. <laughs> yeah, the the accidental ending to a movie. Even the fact that he helped the Mujahideen in this movie does not age well. To be fair, like even the fucking New York Times, New York Times had like uh, Bin Laden, like wrote a whole article on Bin Laden, how he was like a freedom fighter and like a good guy. Is that true? Shit. Yeah, look it up. That's actually a, uh, there's a there's an article called like the Road Warrior, because at the time he was defending a highway vital for the um, flooding in of troops by the Soviet Union, and he was like terrorizing it. Um, and the New York Times wrote an article saying he was a, a freedom fighter. Road Warrior, I think is the call the name of the article, but it, it's it's crazy, Mike. I can't find it. They probably have done a lot to hide it when you go Google it. Yeah, but it's it's definitely I I found out because of like places like Reddit and shit about that posted it and went like look at this shit. I didn't think people even knew who he was before nine eleven. No, That's they crazy. knew. They knew who he was. It, it wasn't like he was a rock star or something. People just people who were like really into geopolitics would have read an article about him and then probably been like. Just married him to the rest of the uh, the freedom fighters. It makes you wonder who the fuck we're gonna be talking about next. You know, uh, it's like I, 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 it's like they finally got Bernie Sanders. He <laughs> <laughs> like killed himself in his bunker in Vermont. Yeah, in Vermont. We, this whole time we were looking all over the Middle East and we were like, oh, he's still in Vermont. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul. T- uh, it really shows how kind of dumb we are geopolitically. It's just like uh, they fucking said in Fallout, you know? <laughs> War never changes. <laughs> it really is a very brutal concept. Like, at the at the end of the day, thinking about stuff like that, how we... 
the CIA literally was funding this dude and is like freedom fighting. Mm-hmm. And he'd become like the the America's biggest enemy. It's just crazy. CIA like, is so sketchy. They're they're um they're like a four chan was in charge of like geo like geopolitics. I think they're literally selling like they they needed to introduce drugs to inner cities. So they started selling weapons in exchange for drugs. And then they're like, shit, now we have a bunch of drugs and weapons. At the and same like, time. All right, yeah, let's, let's let's just give this to a group and they will give it to the inner cities. And then like they, they uh, I think they started um, a gang in California that became like really havoc-y. Mm-hmm. And another good example of that is that the CIA was, not CIA, but the Mexican government trained a bunch of elite um like uh, anti-drug enforcement mm-hmm. uh, soldiers to fight drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And when those soldiers were like, yo, we get paid more if we sold drugs, they literally all converted to selling drugs. So now they had the training of a federal government, <laughs> but they weren't being paid nearly enough. So they just went like, let's just sell drugs. And the, the most dangerous Mexican cartel started that way. I think they're called the Zetas. Never which heard means of them. disease. What's the one that the people always talk about? I think... Um, uh, is it um, M M S thirteen? M S thirteen, but they're um they're not really. It, it, that's just like white flight, like um fear mongering. There's mm-hmm. no real like. Th- There's no like real. They, I'm not saying they they aren't harmful, dangerous people. I'm just saying that like on this grand scale of things, they're they're pretty small peanuts. Mm-hmm. I really thought you said they have really small penis, and I was like, well, you heard it for your first M S thirteen. George Pacheco <laughs> says you have a small dick. Uh, if you want to fight him, just hit me up on Twitter at it's Kid Michael. <laughs> no, um, you know they were they were uh, they're supposed to be like a small presence in my neighborhood. What do you in mean, Queens? Like, um, somebody wrote MS13 at a subway stop that I actually used a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, it literally came out that it was just like some white local. Oh yeah, of course it's not really them, you know. Yeah, why would they? Why would they do that? Like, I don't know what that like adds. Like, yeah. they know that the MT is just gonna clean that up. Pretty lickety split. Yeah. Imagine Batman, like a, a Batman movie where he goes after leads that stupid. Where he's like, they wrote their name. It's got to be them. <laughs> he's like, Master Wayne, uh, there's a real poverty problem in, in the city. Yeah, that's, that's been said a million times, and I'm going to say it again here. Uh, Batman could have done more good as a, if he just got fucking taxed properly instead of just buying. Like, the fact that he could just turn into Batman means he wasn't taxed nearly enough. Yeah. Like, no person should be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to Batman now. <laughs> yeah, fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. I like the new direction that these new... that the new It kind of seems like this new movie is going to be holding him accountable for just what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I really am vibing with that. Like, think about, like, what Batman did to these, like, people. Like, your, your kid's sick. You, you got to get a job. There's mm-hmm. no jobs. This guy's like, I'll pay you handsomely for, like, like you know, fucking, like, Try to beat up the Batman or whatever, right? You're like, okay, my kid's dying. I need the money. Uh, then Batman breaks every fucking bone you have. <laughs> and you're like, I can't pay these hospital bills. And then your kid just fucking dies on you. And you're like, oh, fucking, fucking Batman. Who are you going to blame? Batman. That's it. Yeah. It would be, they don't have the balls to do this, but it would be crazy if this movie, this Batman movie ended with like Batman being like, just like quitting. Just like, I do more harm than good. No, because he's supposed to be crazy mentally ill. So I, I doubt they'll they'll go with that. Yeah, he Batman is, is crazy. Yeah, 
He's, he's fucking nuts. Um, if the Justice League had any like sense, they'd fucking like arrest Batman. Yeah, they like as a war criminal, as like a like he, the amount of uh, shit he has done. Yeah, actually, no, fuck Batman. But I don't like that he's everybody's favorite. Like, um, at least the Punisher kills people. <laughs> yeah, like the Punisher is really funny because he's kind of become an alt right symbol. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's really making fun of the alt right. Going like, look how stupid you are. That's another uh, media about the cycle of violence. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one of those uh, anti-war end up being a pro-war thing. Yeah, it, like it, it started out as kind of like going like, look how stupid you and your revenge is. Mm-hmm. And um, like how much more harm he lost more because of that. He lost any chance of having a happy life after his family. And he knows. And it's supposed to be really like cutting and intelligent. Mm-hmm. And then cops are just kind of like, hee hee, kill, kill people. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> pew pew. Um, Man. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us, George. Uh, but next week, uh, we have Vincent DeFate coming on the podcast. Uh, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, we'll uh, tune in for that. Tune in for... Uh, will the week after that be the holiday special? Like, um, timeline-wise? Because it's yes. got to be the Friday before. So it's going to be two weeks from now? You want to get your friend on this? Sir? Yeah, she's going to be on. Uh, okay, I don't on. think we mentioned that already, but I, we probably did. But Morella is coming back for the Halloween we, episode. It's it's going to be cryptids, right? Uh-huh. I cool. kind of want to get Adam back for this episode, too. Just, like, to make if it... If you a, get a, a bunch of people, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's going to come back. I think we talked about it, but if he comes back, even for, like, a, a bit of the episode, that'd be cool. Uh, we'll probably do, like, an extra-long episode... All Halloween themed. Talking about cryptids, talking about urban legends. It's going to be crazy. Uh, be there. And be there next week for Vincent DeFate. But other than that, thank you for watching. This has been It's the Kid Michael Show. I'm your host, Kid Michael. My co host, as always, has been George Pacheco. You can uh, follow the show on Instagram at It's Kid Michael or Twitter at It's Kid Michael. Um, the, this, uh, the theme song for this show was written and performed by Matthew Rosenthal and uh, edited by Aristides Panakis. Thanks, everybody. Bye.